That's all right for me because anybody give a mighty God, your mighty God, our mighty God, a hand clap of praise. I like to ask folks where I'm from, how'd you get in here? Y'all know there's a fee to get in here, right? You enter his gates with, oh, come on, I thought I was in church. Huh? <laughs> you enter his courts with, how'd you get in here? Praise team won't have to work hard if you come in here the right way. Pastor won't have to work hard if you just come in here with you, what you saw. giving honor to the pastor. All the pastors, y'all go ahead and have your seats. Have your seats. Give honor to the pastor, Kay, and all the pastors that I've, I've just become familiar with. I want to give honor to my lovely wife, Lady Ebony. Amen. Always being there with me. My family who was rolling with me. Hey, my family, uh, my lovely mother, uh, Pastor Catherine Poe, with her lovely self. I'm going to shout out my niece, too, because my niece, I was like, now, nah, niece, now nah, I know you're on vacation, so if you, you know, you want to do your vacation thing, it's all right. She's like, I'll think about it. So she here this morning, so we want to give. Everybody say, key, key. <laughs> oh, y'all did, y'all did, y'all did, uh, y'all did tell me to come here, so I'm here. I don't know no other way to be but me. Amen. Uh, 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 this is what how I get myself comfortable so y'all work with me while I get myself situated. Um, all I got for you today is the word. That's, that's all I got. That's all I got. I don't have anything else but the word and the word will be enough. So I ask, I ask uh, my congregation from time to time and especially when I go new places, are you ready for a word? And your response is I receive. Now, quiet as it's kept, quiet as it's kept, sometimes preachers tiptoe into the sermon. Y'all ain't got to admit it, I will. Sometimes we tiptoe into the sermon, and you know, you have to kind of put that part to the side, because sometimes we tiptoe in there. But the word is what we want you to keep, amen? So are you ready for a word? Are you ready for a word? Mm, let's receive the word of the Lord now. Father, in the matchless name of Christ Jesus, who was our risen, ascended, and soon to return, Lord, you reign forevermore. We thank you, Lord God. We give you praise. We give you worship. Father God, I pray. I decrease. You increase. Use my body to amplify your word, to speak into this, thy so great a people. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer, grant us the anointing that makes preaching and teaching easy. The same anointing that is able to destroy every yoke of bondage. Let us receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save our souls. We owe you this praise. We owe you our attention. We owe you our very lives. 
and we have made a conscientious decision this morning that we will serve you we will praise you and we will attend to what your word says let the church say amen amen and amen again I got one verse for you this morning I got one whole verse for you this morning y'all ready here we go Psalms 27 Psalms 27 now I'm going to read and I'm going to expound upon verse 13 but I got to take you through the whole the whole thing to get you to where I believe the word or the Lord wants to have us to be receptive because we need to be receptive to the word of God somebody say amen now it's not just good enough to receive the word we got to retain the word and when we retain the word retaining the word requires responsiveness does that make sense say it requires a rendition I got to tell you this part too it's no good to receive what's in the room and let it remain in the room we like to talk about the day of Pentecost. They were all with one accord. Come on, preachers, y'all help me a little bit. Shake your head a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But they was in the upper room. In the cloven tones of fire. We get real excited about that, and that's a good place to get excited. But what they received in the room didn't remain in the room. Don't get excited about what you receive in the room, and it only remains in the room. Because you got to retain it so that you can release it to your camp. The people that you know. So Psalms 27 is a tahit, which means it's a praise. It's composed by David. Verse 1 through 6, David expresses who the Lord is to him and what the Lord has done for him. Verse 1 through 3, he declares the Lord is a luminary that ignites fearlessness. And then verse 4 through 6, he describes the Lord as a haven that inspires anthems of praise. Verse 7 through 12, David changes course a little bit, as Psalms tend to do. And he, he appeals to the Lord for deliverance. Anybody catch themselves praising sometime and then your praise turn into a prayer? Sometimes your prayer turn into a praise. Anybody know what I'm talking about? David's in a situation where his, his praise starts turning to a prayer. He starts thinking about the things that he's going to, going through. And, 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 and verse 7 through 9, he proclaims the Lord is a Savior. I need you to hear me. A Savior who intervenes on the behalf of his servants. How many knows that he intervenes for you and I? Verse 11 through 12, I'm almost there. Verse 11 through 12, he petitions the Lord as a protector who can insulate him from his enemies. Mm. Not only from his enemies, but from the attack of the enemy. Anybody need a little insulation from the attack of the enemy? Because you know if he can't get to you, then he'll get to somebody that's connected to you. Uh, you know this started in the garden. This started in the garden because, you know, Adam received the word. And by the way, ladies, I blame Adam. Just so you know, I blame Adam. Because you got the word, sir. You got the word, sir. You heard the word. He was walking with you in the cool of the day. 
if she truly were, hit me, hit me well, ladies. If she truly was the weaker vessel, then why didn't you stand up and be strong in that moment? That's my, that's my position, and I'm sticking to it. All the men in the house say, man up. Now, just between me and you, I'm going to take this little bit of liberty. I'm going to get on about my business. Just between me and you, just between me and you, if I be so graced to make it to heaven and Adam's there, we're going to have to have a side conversation, bruh. Bruh. That might be the whole conversation because I'm going to be ready to praise, but just real quick, hold bruh. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just being real. Bruh, y'all never seen Avatar? That's how I imagined the Garden of Eden was. They were just walking around and stuff was growing. Money might have grown on trees then. I don't know. But bruh. Anyway, let me get on with my get on. And then David, it's after verse 12. After verse 12, David has a moment of theological and theoretical reflection. Now, usually these don't occupy the same space. You're not usually theological and theoretical in the same moment. It doesn't happen a whole life. Do I got any, any Bible studiers, anybody that love the Word of God? It, it's not often that you deal with theology and theory in the same space, but that's what David finds himself at. Psalms 27 and 13 says this, I would have lost heart. Lord, help my mind. I would have lost heart unless, somebody say unless, unless I had believed that I would see. Not that I seen, but I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Somebody say there's some things on this side that I believe God for. I don't know if y'all believe this. Come on now. Okay, let me keep working. Let me keep working. They don't know you like that. All right, let me keep working. We must be prayerfully assured that adversity doesn't impede our expectancy. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Watch the test because David is speaking from experience and expectation. And that's where our praise got to come from. It's got to come from experience and expectation. I like what the season says. They say the season says. I've been calling season saints season saints for a long time. I like to say it because it's a little salt and pepper up there. It's a little season. It's a little season. It's a little flavorful. I don't know about y'all, but y'all got them good grandmamas. That's who house I want to go over when they cook it because I know they got some flavor. They, they got some seasoning on the food. Y'all excuse me. I like a little season on my food. Don't serve me no bland nothing. Okay. I like old mother in the shiny shoes. I don't know her name, but she got up here. She said, whoo, she turned around and said, I like you. <laughs> well, I said, text, so David is speaking from experience and expectation. Are you with me? I want you to consider this, that it took David nearly 15 years between commission and coronation. He was somewhat hidden initially, you know, behind that mountain. Isn't it something that all the other brothers were soldiers? But he found himself on the low end of the totem pole, being a shepherd. And sometimes when you're on the low end of the so-called totem pole, or when you're in the background of the family, nobody expects anything out of you. 
and it's like the prophet got called. Y'all know the story. The prophet got called and he was looking at everybody else. He said, is there another? And isn't this something, and this is why we have an issue trying to figure out what the relationship was with David and his father. Because it's almost like he has to remember that he has another son. Hold on. Yeah, it's, the, uh, it's another one. Um, what's his, oh, what's his face? What's his face? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. oh David, 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 David. When you got eight kids, it, it might be like that sometime. My mama called me my brother, and it's only like four of us, you know. <laughs> oh, you hear what I'm saying? But he was hidden initially. He was both hero and hunted. Both hero and hunted. It's, it's something when we stand on this side of holiness and we're like, God, I'm trying to live holy. I know it ain't perfect. But I'm trying to live holy. And how is it that I'm trying to live holy, but yet I'm hunted? I could have took out this man two times, but I held my peace. No, not that peace. But I held... I held my peace, and this man is still hunting me. He was constantly in harm's way following his installation. Sometimes when people think that they get elevated, that all of a sudden that everything is going to get clear. I'm here to tell you right now, uh, now I didn't rush to this position. I didn't rush to this position. By the grace of God, I'm still in it. Thank you, Lord. I didn't rush to this position, but let me tell you something. It's one thing to think that you know what the seat is until you sit in it. I'm not telling you not to answer the call of God, but you be careful. Make sure that it is your assignment and not your arrogance. Let me get back to the text. Follow me here. Can I go grammatical on y'all real quick? Can I be grammatical? It's going to preach, I promise. Uh, grammatically, unless is a subordinate clause, meaning it needs a main clause ahead of itself. Meaning it usually has a previous article or subject as a rule. Somebody say as a rule. Uh-huh. As a rule, a subordinate clause cannot express a full idea. Get this though, unless fully explains another outcome was entirely plausible. Perhaps it was presumable. Perhaps it was possible but it never took place. Unless asserts under any, under any other circumstance, what is happening does not happen and cannot happen without another situation that's already present. Somebody say already present. Here's the thing. A level of belief in the text, a level of belief, I don't know what level of belief he was in the text, but I know that he had a level of belief. Does anybody in the house have a level of belief? You may have this much, you have made this much, but does anybody in the house have a level of belief? Somebody say, all I need is a measure. And I already have it. Let me give you the words that every man is given a measure. So if you only have a little bit, got a little bit. You know all you need is a mustard seed. Anywho, all I need, say all I need is a little bit. And then say for now. Because you ain't supposed to say that. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? But a level of belief was present already considering the current circumstances, the attacks that he felt that he was under. He had a level of belief in real time. Somebody say in real time. 
I need to be purposely tangential real quick. Is that all right? Uh, it, it, watch this, watch this. Uh, there's some times that we occupy in, and they could be occupying at any time. And most of us are familiar with these times, seed time. Seed time. Seed time is a sowing time, right? It's a sowing time, but it's a groundbreaking time. Somebody say it's a groundbreaking time. Well, we all get excited about groundbreaking. When something's groundbreaking, it's new. You get to break up the ground, break up the fallow ground, and not sow most of thorns. I know how it go, but you get excited about breaking new ground. Anybody want to break ground for a new business? Anybody want to break ground for a new idea? Uh, so when you're breaking ground, a new thing, and we get excited about new things. But if you look at the reality of seed time, it's only a few days. And then on the other end of the spectrum, there's harvest time. Oh, Lord, the church love harvest time. Oh, until they realize how hard harvest time really is. Watch this. Harvest time is time constraints. It's time constraints because if you don't pick the fruit quick enough, it's going to die. What if I told you harvest time was your season to get picked on? Are you hearing what I'm saying? But we get excited because, because we got groundbreaking and then we got fruit taking. We like groundbreaking and we like fruit taking. But there's this in-between time. And it's one of my favorite times to talk about. Because I don't, it, it seems to me, I put it in my realm, it seems to me we don't cover this time enough. I call it the meantime. We spend more time in the meantime than any other time. You sow just a couple days. You harvest maximum a week or two. But that meantime could be months. If it's certain trees, it could be years. And it's the day-to-day -day operation. Just cultivating. Just cultivating. And cultivating takes patience. Cultivating takes maintenance. And what we sometimes lack in uh, the walk of faith is the maintenance time. Because we want God to do something right now. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Don't feel guilty about it. But sometimes anybody be like, God, I need you to do something right now. Oh, well, my church folk at. Come on now. Y'all got to help me out a little bit. Somebody say, right now. I know you're sitting down, but stump both your feet. Say, right now. Yeah, you felt that thing, didn't you? But the meantime. This is what I come to address today. The meantime, the meantime, catch this, consider this, the endeavor of our belief, and everything I say has a twofold weight to it. The endeavor of our belief is established, it's operative, and it's emerging. I said it's established. Uh, when you make your confession, that's when your belief is established. And every time you believe God on another level, it's reestablished. And then you have operative. That's the stuff that you got to be operating in this faith every day. Uh, 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 quiet as it's kept, you cannot lay down your salvation just because somebody get on your nerve. And it's emerging. That means that my faith should always be growing. I should be always looking to grow my faith. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Somebody say it's established, it's operative, and it's emerging. Mm -hmm. That means connection. 
That means continuation. That means completion. And belief occupies all those dimensions simultaneously. Get this. According to the text, Lord help me. I hope y'all can receive this. I hope I got a few theologians in the house that can help me out right here. According to the original text, somebody say the original text. Mm -hmm. According to the original text, unless begins the sentence. The original text, say the original text. Uh-huh, yeah, the original text. You can go back, check me on everything that I'm about to get to you. But the original text, unless begins the sentence, independent of a main clause. Now, we don't blame the translator here because what he's trying to do is he's trying to make something make sense in our language. He's trying to make sense of this Eastern uh, understanding into a Western mindset. So what he did is, is what he does, I imagine, is he looks over the text and he's like, well, how could I kind of sum up what's been happening, at least in the last few verses, before I get to this point that the original author intends to make? And what was written was, I would have lost heart. But that part ain't even there. The text begins at unless. Isn't that interesting? Listen close. Can I, can, I, can I be ignorant for half a second? Can I be ignorant for half a second? Don't try to be professional, but can I be ignorant for half a second? What could have isn't. What might have didn't. What would have ain't. I need somebody to catch up with me real quick. I said, <laughs> I said what might have. You know me like, what might have, what might have didn't. I know it don't make no sense to you, but neither does unless beginning this sentence. But what might have didn't. What could have ain't. What would have doesn't exist. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It doesn't need further explanation because it doesn't exist. Now, I'm about to unveil the rest of this to you, but can you take a moment before I do so? And does anybody have an unless praise? Oh, boy, that's a twofold way to it. I would that you really hurt. Let that word hit you. I said an unless phrase. Oh, if you pity patty, you done missed the point already. I said an unless phrase. Okay, okay, I'll keep working. I'll keep working. I need you to get in. I need you to get in your bag right here. Watch this. In graphic design, I got to give you an illustration. In graphic design, there's a term called the art of negative space. The art, somebody say the art of negative space. Listen close. There are some intentional empty spaces around the optimal design. Let me say it again. There are some intentional empty places. Somebody catch me real quick. There are some intentional empty places around an optimal design. I tell you right now, I'll give you an example right here if you ain't caught me yet. You see how empty this is? That's because if anything else was in my way, it would be hard for me to move about the cabin. Help me, Lord. And there's some things sometimes when stuff didn't happen to us, we start thinking of scenarios that we might have did with another mindset. And what we're doing is we're clouding up our room to praise him for the stuff that ain't even happened. 
got to believe God for some places I didn't go. Oh, come on. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you be like, you don't want me to go there. Why are you even thinking about it? Sometimes you need to, you need to interrupt your own thought process and just tell them unless. I don't need nothing else in the front of it. All I need is unless. <laughs> unless the Lord would have been on my side. Unless I had believed I haven't received what I want just yet. But unless. Oh, I want some manifestation. I'm believing God for some manifestation. But right now, in between time, in the meantime, I need to give him an unless praise. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Anybody in the house got an unless praise? What could have isn't. What might have didn't. What would have? I'm from the South. What would have ain't. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But there's some intentional empty spaces around the optimal design. There's some empty places around your optimal praise. There's some empty spaces around your optimal belief. You don't need nothing else to be there. It is the presence of absence. I wonder can anybody give God praise for the presence of absence? I know this might be unorthodox, but Anybody know what I'm talking about? I got to give God praise for the presence of absence. Because if I allowed myself, I could have went down that line of thinking. But I interrupted myself and I just said unless. I need to give you a word to interrupt every time your mind goes south. Just say unless. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh-huh. These empty spaces are strategically constructive. Believe it or not, God designed this. These empty spaces are strategically constructive. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Watch this. Reflection affects reality. Let me say it again. Reflection affects reality. What do you mean? Relational recollection prevents relapse. Let me give you two in church terms. When I think... I need some church folk. You seem to be getting with me. Let me come over here and preach to you real quick. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and... Watch this. I understand that he's doing something for me right now, but sometimes I don't appreciate where I am. I don't know y'all don't want to talk to me. Sometimes I don't appreciate where I am because of what I'm going through. So I had to start thinking about what he's done for me. When I think, oh God, you got to have some intelligent praise. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all. I'm speaking from a place of experience and I'm speaking from a place of expectation because based on what he's already done. Watch this. There's some things that are already present that are praiseworthy enough. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh. In the Hebrew, let me get on my seminary. In the Hebrew, unless 
in the Hebrew is lule. It's lule. It means except. Were it not that. Does anybody just have some that's? <laughs> I, need, I ain't even trying to find your street today. You're going to have to find it on your own list. That. I'm, I'm, by the end of this, you're going to be preaching to your own self. <laughs> unless that, that's, that's what the definition is, right? Were it not that, unless is also in the Hebrew a conjunction. Mm-hmm. In other words, it's a word that joins together. Get this, the root word etymology comes from two words. If not. If, I'm sorry I ain't got nothing deep for y'all today. All I got is ain't. <laughs> all I got is didn't. All I got is isn't. That's what I got for you today. Are y'all all right, though? Why is this? It means if not. Now, in the Hebrew, believed in the text is pronounced amen. Not amen, but amen, right? And it means to stand firm. To stand firm. To trust, to be certain, to believe in. The usage of the word is a causative action, which means that when I use this word, it causes me to do something. So when I say I believe God, I cannot sit on my blessed assurance. Because it makes me, it's, it, this belief makes me, this belief, not this, this, with the T-H so I'm clear, <laughs> makes me do something. Even if it's just keep on walking. Let me tell you how, man, I can't stay away from them. One of my favorite people to talk about in the Bible is Abraham. And, and, and Abraham is called many things. But this is a man that literally walked out on faith. On a word with no directions. The Bible tells us that he believed God and it was imputed into him. Righteousness. So when I believe God, I'm actually walking in righteousness. Let me say it again. I said when I believe God, maybe nobody else knows where I'm going. Maybe I don't even know where I'm going. But when I believe God, I'm walking in righteousness. I don't know what direction I'm going in. I don't know what my destination is. I wonder if anybody in the house can just be honest that not all the time do you know what's going on in your faith. I got to be one of the people. I got to be for real. I don't always know what's happening with my deep pastoral self. Sometimes God says go and I just got to start walking. Watch this. Can y'all get with me real quick? You got to start walking before you say where. Because this belief will make me do something. He says, walk. I'll figure it out on the way. I got to move. Are you with me? Oh, Lord. It's a causative action. Were it not that firm stance? Were it not that genuine trust? Were it not that 
immediate certainty. Isn't that something? That in times of uncertainty, we have certainty already in us. And it's called belief. Let me say it again. In times of uncertain, in times of uncertainty, say even at this level. Even if you are a babe in Christ, even at this level, in all this uncertainty, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen in the next five minutes, but I believe God. And I could start thinking otherwise, but I got a praise that says, unless. Okay. Were it not that sincere belief, receive this. And unless belief is evidence enough. And unless, if they heard both sides of the way that they would, I say, and unless belief. I'm not believing God any, any less because I'm going to choose to believe him even at this level. I'm not going to believe God any less because I'm not getting what I want to. Watch this. Stop throwing sanctified tantrum, temper tantrums because you ain't getting what you want. And I both shot don't work when you're throwing tantrums. Oh, come on now. We all children of God. Act like you ain't through a tantrum in the come on now. I know you was by yourself. You thought nobody saw you. The Lord saw you. No, he saw you. <laughs> Pastor told you to do something. Why don't they do it? But you want to see it. I don't mean to keep picking on my niece, but she's learning about adulting now. How about all my people, even my season saints know that right now, if you could go back from adulting, you would kind of lay off the adulting, wouldn't you? I would, I would, if I could still, I talk about my own self. If I could have somebody still take care of me, my mama made sure we had meals every day. Hello? Quick insider, we used to think cereal was a treat because my mom used to cook for us all the time. We was like, cereal? Ooh, dessert. <laughs> we eating grits, we eating oatmeal, we eating cream, we, we eating. That's why Lord knew he had to send me a wife that cook. Hell, hello, somebody. <laughs> I'm like, whoo. She said, baby, would you have married me if I didn't know how? I said, I don't know, but I'm glad I ain't got to figure it out. I believe I might have had an unless praise. Are <laughs> you hearing what I'm saying? Unless belief is evidence enough, the greatest esteem of our expectation rests in eternity. That's the greatest esteem because we all want to be in eternity with him. Is that anybody's desire in the house? So that's our greatest esteem. At the same time, somebody say at the same time. At the same time, the proper exercise of our expectation operates in this existence. Although we continuously and correctly ask God for a greater faith and better belief. Anybody asking God for greater faith and better belief? That's okay. Ain't nothing wrong with it, right? We must appreciate the belief that's brought us this far. Now watch this. Appreciate properly has two definitions. Appreciate means gratefulness. That's the side of appreciation that we're familiar with. 
When you say they don't appreciate me because you don't feel like they're being grateful. Or when you say you're going to throw past an appreciation, you're being grateful what, what they do for you, what she does for you, right? So you're being grateful. So that's one side is, is gratefulness. But the other side, the side that's not addressed as much is the gainful side. Because when you make an investment... When you make an investment, you expect that thing to. See, I think it's because we're in the season of inflation that we don't know how to appreciate anything. See, because there's a difference between inflation and appreciation. I'm going to let that sit right there. I said there's a difference. See, inflation calls swelling. I'm going to leave that alone. I don't believe that alone. Y'all got some of this stuff. You can, I got to move. Are you with me, though? But when you appreciate, you're grateful, and you make gains. So I got to make gains with this faith. Watch this. The way I go from faith to faith, or if you will, belief to believe, is I got to believe him in the meantime, while manifestation is on its way, because manifestation rests in eternity. I just got to catch up in time. Ah, God help my soul. I said manifestation rests in eternity. In the meantime, I just got to catch up two times because God already has everything that you need sitting in eternity. Watch this. Somebody that believe God say, I'm just waiting on time. And in the meantime, I'm walking. In the meantime, I'm walking. If you got to put a little pep in your step, a little skip in that joker, just go ahead and get through it. Oh, Lord, help me. Did he just skip around on the... Yeah, he did. I'm almost out your way, I promise. Unless belief is fully persuaded. Unless belief is fully persuaded that God will see us through it all. Somebody say through it all. If you look at the text and even the end of the song, it's not about what he realized Whatever he was looking for God to do, he didn't realize it within that chapter. I need somebody to hear me by the Holy Ghost. I said whatever he was believing God for wasn't realized in that praise. So watch this. I know praise is a breakthrough. I know praise is a weapon. But praise is a building block. Praise is cultivation. Okay, I said praise is cultivation. See, we don't celebrate cultivation. We celebrate seed time. We celebrate harvest time. But I need you to get mature in your faith and start celebrating cultivation. And so if you're waiting on God to do some things, I dare somebody to open up their mouth in this place and say, unless. What could have isn't. What might have, didn't, what would have, ain't. Anybody got an unless praise? Anybody got an unless belief? A belief that just says unless I would have, it don't even need anything before it. Say you don't even need it. What's already understood doesn't need an explanation. You know which way you could have went. I don't want you to look at your past, but peek at it real quick. Real quick. 
real quick. Don't look at it. Don't look at it now. Because if you start looking, you might start lusting. You be careful. Y'all, you can't. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? Just look at it real quick and you realize what God has brought you through. Because he brought me out of darkness. He brought me out of darkness into his. And right now, even though I might be going through some dark seasons, watch this. Before there's breakthrough, there's darkness. Watch this. I'm going to be out your way, I promise. The seed. Somebody say the seed. I got to do this everywhere I go, bro. I don't know why. Somebody say the seed. The seed has two breakthroughs. See, when the seed is put into the ground, it's put in the ground in a shell. <laughs> say, in order to grow, I got to break out of this shell. Anybody trust the former? Anybody trust God to plant you in the right place? I believe that y'all are planted in the right place. Anybody believe God will plant you in the right place? In order for you to believe God will plant you in the right place, that means that you got to expect some darkness. The seed is put into a dark place. And if the grounds do what they're supposed to do, say I'm in good ground. Uh-huh, some water, some plant, God get the increase. But watch this. What happens is the seed has two breakthroughs. It breakthroughs up and it breaks through down. When it breakthroughs down, this is scientific. You can look it up if you want to. When it breakthroughs down, the shoot that shoots down, and actually this is the first part that happens, it shoots down first. Say the anchor first. No, one more time. Hear me in the spirit. Say the anchor first. And the part that shoots down first is called the radical. Spelled a different way, but you catch me in the Holy Ghost. Say, I got to get radical in the dark. Nope, nope, y'all didn't catch it. I said, say, I got to get radical. I got three minutes and I'm going to be done. I said, I got to get radical in the dark where nobody can see me. I still got to have an unless praise. And then after it shoots down, there's another growth that happens. <laughs> the stem. The stem has to break ground again. So you got to break ground to sow. You got to break ground to grow. <laughs> Say I got to break ground to sow. I got to break ground to grow. And when it breaks ground upward, because it's reaching for two things, at the same time it's reaching for deeper depths. It's reaching for the aquifer. It's reaching for the water source. I mean the word, I mean the water source. It's reaching for a reservoir. Just in case in dry seasons, it still has somewhere to pull from. And then when it breaks ground, the first thing it starts doing is looking for the light. 
But while it's in its burgeoning stage, if you will, while it's still strengthening, it's vulnerable. It can be crushed. But there's a keeper that's keeping it from getting crushed. And it's growing and it's getting stronger. And people are walking by it while it's growing. But because they don't see any fruit, they think it's dead. Can I talk to just a few people? You ain't dead just because you don't have fruit yet. Oh, somebody need to hear that word. I say, see, people will walk past you because you've been in church a long time. And they're saying, where's your fruit? You know, it takes some trees years. Oh, y'all love avocado until you learn how long it takes to grow them jokers. And by the way, avocados grow better in prayers. Which means they grow better when they're next to each other. Go ahead and look it up. I know this is the Google generation, so please. Try Jesus, don't try me. Okay, but... Be that as it may. When it gets strong enough and it finally starts developing fruit, then everybody can see what it's been going through for this whole time was on purpose. So even when things were not being seen, things were growing. Can I speak to a couple of people that are going to hear the word of God? Even when other people don't see what's happening, there's still something growing on the inside of you. Because quiet as it's kept, the fruit begins at the root. The fruit comes from the inside. And even in seasons when nobody sees anything, and even when seasons when you start to think about, I'm not seeing anything. I want you to remember this word. You may not remember everything I have to say, but I just want you to remember this. Somebody say, unless. Unless I had believed to see the good of the Lord in the land of the living. What might have isn't. What could have didn't. What would have ain't. One more time. Anybody in the house have an unless praise. An unless praise. That emptiness is optimal. That emptiness is intentional. Give God a hand clap of praise all over this place. Give him glory. Give him glory. Father, we believe your word. We believe your word. We want to be receptive to what we have received. We want our responsiveness to please you. We have received today a word for the meantime unless unless we just believe we don't need to explain anything 
We don't need to paint any other scenarios. We don't even need to explain ourselves to anybody else because we already know. Unless we had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Our unless belief is evidence enough. Amen.